Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show. I'm your host, Deborah Kozowski, and today we are diving into a topic that is essential for both life and leadership. You guessed it, it is about setting boundaries. So buckle up because this episode is all about empowering ourselves to establish healthy limits, why they're crucial, and how they contribute to fulfilled life and successful leadership. Now, you know, on the show, I don't want to just give you data points. I don't want to just give you information without giving you strategy, without giving you examples of what that looks like, because we learn from people's stories. We learn from examples. And I'm doing a disservice to you if I just give you information. So today, we're really going to be talking about giving you some examples and strategies to clearly communicate and set those boundaries so you can feel empowered and be able to flourish in any era, area of your life. So we're going to talk about the power of boundaries um, right now. And let's just start by unpacking what boundaries are and why they matter. Boundaries are like guardrails on the road of life, guiding us to a destination of balance, well-being, and success. They define where we end and others begin, and they are crucial for maintaining healthy relationships, both personally and professionally. Now, let's talk about the when, where, and how to set boundaries. First, the when. Boundaries need to be set proactively. We don't want to set them reactively. It's about establishing them before things arise. Where encompasses all aspects of life, from personal relationships to the work environments. And how? Well, it involves setting, involving clear communication, assertiveness, and most importantly, self-awareness. Now, let's explore three examples when boundaries are not just important, but they're empowering. Balancing work and personal life. Who's got their hand up? Isn't that a big place where you need to be doing that? Sen setting boundaries here ensures that your personal time is respected. Preventing burnout and fostering overall well-being. It's about saying no to excessive demands and yes to self-care. Healthy relationships. Establishing emotional boundaries help us maintain healthy relationship. And it's about communicating your needs and respecting the needs of others and creating that space for mutual growth and understanding. And when you're setting these boundaries, what happens is as you start to set boundaries, people will understand how they can work with you and what those limits are. And they too can set their own boundaries as well. And as a leader, setting clear expectations and boundaries is essential. It fosters a positive work culture. It ensures that everyone knows their roles and prevents blurred lines that lead to confusion and conflict. Here's the big thing, why we avoid setting boundaries. 
Now let's talk about why so many of us avoid setting boundaries because it boils down to the fear of conflict, a desire to please others, or the belief that setting boundaries is somewhat selfish. The truth is setting boundaries is about an act of self-love and is the cornerstone of healthy relationships and successful leadership. It's not about being closed off. It's about being intentional and mindful of our interactions. And we can empower ourselves through setting boundaries. It's not a sign of weakness. It is a demonstration of strength. And not only that, it's about respecting yourself and others so things can work in greater harmony. So I encourage you to set clearer boundaries and taking powering steps to more balanced, healthier, and successful journey. So I want to talk about, dive a little bit deeper into some examples of when we avoid setting boundaries due to that fear of conflict, that desire to please others, and you know how people will see it as selfish behavior. So let's talk about the fear of conflict. Let's just start with that one. So as an example, in a work setting, an employee consistently takes additional tasks and projects, even though they're overwhelmed. So you can see they don't want to say no, but there's also a fear of conflict. The fear of conflict prevents them from expressing their workload concerns to their supervisor. This leads to stress and potential burnout. The fear of how the conversation might be received prevents them from establishing clear boundaries with their time and capacity. And I think this is something that is not uncommon today. We can say yes and continuously say yes. And it has a huge impact on not our workload, the stress level. So to share what your capacity is, there will be times when you will have greater capacity to take on new things. And there's times where you have lower capacity, but being honest with yourself and sharing clear communication as to what that looks like, that will serve you. The desire to please others. An example would be one of your friends constantly asks for favors, even though you're stretched thin and it's hard to say no because you want to maintain that friendship. The desire to please others stops you from setting those boundaries, but you sacrifice your time and well-being to meet their requests. Here's the thing when it comes to that desire to please others. When you say no, you know, there's that opportunity that the universe shifts <laughs> and the world shifts around whatever decisions are made. So she, she or he would ask someone else or they'd make other arrangements. Because what happens is when you are in that place of always saying yes, when you can't, there's a resentment that builds up. So be careful with that. When you can't do something, ensure that you're sharing or you're needing to not sacrifice your time. Just say, you know, it doesn't work for me. And, you know, if it's a mutual respecting friendship or relationship, then you're going to be like, oh, no problem. This is what I can do instead. Also, if you have a belief that setting boundaries is selfish, you know, and sometimes we have leaders who show up like this in a company that they see that personal time taking breaks, you know, that it's selfish. The belief stems from a misconception. 
that prioritizing well-being is at odds with responsibility. And as a leader, neglecting self-care sets an unhealthy precedent for the team. And, you know, one of the things I like to stress when I'm working with my clients as well, when I'm coaching, is to remind them, and not only in, in their workplace or with their families, they are a role model. People are taking cues from what you do. And when you are able to prioritize self-care and ensuring the people around you see that and that you're demonstrating that, they will do that for themselves because they feel like they've been given permission to do so. You know, and you might think, well, what do you need permission to do self-care for? But if you're in a culture that puts self-care on the back burner, there will come a time where it's going to start impacting. There will be greater absences, people not enjoying their work. There might be negativity that creeps in. So there's a lot of different things that influence teams and influence leadership. So I want to encourage you to take a step back and say, what am I role modeling to the people around me? It's important to recognize that these are common, common scenarios and the underlying fear and beliefs that varies from person to person. But overcoming these barriers involves challenging the beliefs, setting boundaries is a healthy practice, and being able to really engage in relationships where there's a mutual win-win aspect. Now, I'm going to touch on some of the boundaries in the workplace that you may or may not have experienced, but just to put you know, some thought into it that setting boundaries in the workplace is also essential. Want to have that work-life balance, foster a positive workload, promoting well-being, and here's some examples. So communication of boundaries, clearly communicating preferred methods and times for communication. If you, you know, have an example of non-urgent emails being sent during office hours, or using designated communication channels for related work. You know, so many people, I think, because we have cell phones, they think that there's instant, you know, instant messaging, but also instant reply. And you could be having a meal with a family, you could be in an event or at your kid's um, soccer game or something like that. And it's very distracting to get these notifications after hours, unless it's urgent, which Often urgency shouldn't be coming in a text. It usually ends up coming through in a phone call because that, that's the urgency of the matter. You know, having that boundary of I do not check messages after this time. To You teach the people around you how to treat you. And you also teach them to create that space for themselves. Like work hours and availability. Establishing clear work hours and availability, com communicating when you're not reachable, indicating specific times when you will attend to messages or calls outside of regular work hours. Also, task prioritization, prioritizing tasks based on deadlines and importance. Communicate realistic timeframes. And what you're also doing there and deadlines is you're making sure that you're not overcommitting. You're also making sure that you're not adding unnecessary stress to your own workload. Now, there's a few more. I'm not going to go through all of them because there is a number of them. But meeting boundaries, for example, setting boundaries around meeting participation, 
It may involve declining unnecessary meetings, requesting agendas in advance, and establishing time limits to ensure meetings are efficient and productive. You know, maybe there's too many things packed into an agenda. Maybe there is, you know, lack of agenda. So it goes on and, you know, and it and doesn't end up focusing and being productive. Delegation and collaboration, really clearly defining roles and responsibilities, setting boundaries around what tasks can be delegated and establishing effective collaboration strategies. That way you're avoiding micromanagement. You're not having someone looking over your shoulder. You're ensuring that distribution of workload is fair. And also I want to just touch on self-care and breaks, prioritizing self-care, setting boundaries around regular breaks, lunchtime, taking short walks to refresh the mind, uh, foster a culture that focuses on the importance of mental health. Now, I can't just talk about the workplace, but I am going to show some examples as well of setting them in life in, and in your home because you want to maintain well-being, foster healthy relationships and achieve balance there as well. You know, when there's personal time for activities such as hobbies, exercise and relaxation, letting people know the importance of this time. I know, you know, I grew up in... Um, a family background that there wasn't a lot of relaxation. It was that you work or you're in a place of serving others in some way, a volunteering way. And um, it wasn't until, you know, getting into university and starting to live on my own that hobbies and exercise and relaxation were something that other people did. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a different way of doing things. And establishing and really, you know, growing into some of the things that you did. So some of the things I love to do um, is calligraphy. I love to do that. I love photography. I love just taking pictures. <laughs> My kids will tell you that. Um, and just being able to explore different things. You know, I love podcasting. It's a part of my business, but I love it. I get to interview so many amazing people and explore different books and um, really gain a lot of out of that, too. So I like to consider some of those things as my personal time and that I'm also setting myself up for success as well. Also, social commitments. It is easy to get into that FOMO, right? The fear of missing out booking things, you know, just taking on more and more things. So you need to also set limits on social engagements to avoid overcommitment, politely declining invitations when necessary and prioritizing that personal time or family activities. And work-life balance, really, that balance, I don't know if balance is always the greatest word because sometimes you have to be in, there's that intensity and it shifts. So not just looking at work-life balance, but establishing clear boundaries between work and personal life, avoiding uh, work-related emails or calls during personal time, communicating these boundaries to colleagues and even people who you may need to answer to. Have certain hours of a digital detox where your phones and electronic devices are putting aside so it's not impacting family time. Maybe it's not impacting your exercise time or hobbies. It can be very distracting, and then you're limited for the time of your enjoyment.
you know, household responsibilities. That's another thing to ensure that it's fair distribution. And having that personal space, a place where you can come home to decompress and giving yourself those moments. Now, there's a number of others, again, like I said, giving yourself alone time as an example, health and wellness, vacation time, giving yourself some boundaries are what you will and will not expect. So one of the things that I wanted to make sure that, you know, when we're talking about increasing awareness, when you set boundaries, the key key aspects of self-awareness is that you can clarify what your personal needs are, your needs, your preferences, your limitations. And this involves a lot of self-reflection. And that self-reflection enhances your self-awareness. Also, starting to recognize, prioritize, and clarify your values. And this is going to help you understand what's most important to you, giving you deeper connection to your own beliefs and principles. But not only that, we want to be able to notice when we feel triggered or there's sensitivities where you feel the need to set a boundary. So I want you to consider that. And what I also come to know is as as you're increasing that self-awareness, you develop greater empathy and understanding of others. So this will also, when you communicate boundaries, you're also leading to discussions with others about needs and expectations. This is where you really engage in some active listening and you can respect individual differences with empathy and understanding. And you also promote open communication. And this is where you feel free to express your thoughts, your concerns, your expectations. And then together, you move as one, right? This is increases your emotional intelligence, right? Because when, when you are setting and respecting boundaries, you also become more attuned to your emotional state. And this is going to encourage you to recognize when you need to step step back, it's going to say, oh my gosh, I can feel that trigger, right? And it's going to be time to take a break and express your emotions really more constructively versus coming from a place of reactivity. Because often what what I see is people will build it inside of them before they dive into supporting themselves. Acknowledging the emotions of others. When we are more self-aware, we can also recognize the emotions of others and manage conflict a lot more effectively when we can recognize how individuals are navigating disagreements. And this is going to build trust because there's this openness to communicate. It encourages open communication that's authentic, and it really prevents resentment. So sometimes when you think about having these conversations, you know, people get nervous about them because they're like, well, how how do I go about it? And you might want to role play. You might want to write out or script what you want to say the first few times until you develop your own system. But you're going to choose the right time and place to say, you know what? I really need to have this discussion with the person. And you don't want to set boundaries during high stress moments, because nobody's going to want to engage and be in this calm frame, it often will be reactive. So you want to do 
have this conversation in a private, comfortable environment where you're not going to be interrupted and you're going to calmly express yourself using I statements. You're going to express yourself saying, you know, I feel overwhelmed when instead of you always, right? It often comes that you always comes with a finger pointing. Being clear and specific about the boundaries you're setting, because if you if you're really vague with it, what happens is it can lead to a lot of misunderstandings and you need to be direct about what you need and what's important to you. Ensure that you're staying calm, using positive language and be very solution focused. And you may even want to collaborate with this, asking them how that you can make this boundary happen. And there's a shared responsibility, really being open to listening and just affirming how important that relationship is. You know, we can go on and on, and there's many books in the library about setting boundaries. But what I wanted to share with you is that setting boundaries can really be transformative in your life. It can help you say no to things that are not supporting you, and it can help you say yes to creating the life and leadership and the business that you want. One that you feel like you flourish, one that you feel like you're not drained from, one that there is, you know, no resentment in that you feel this place of common peace and you are loving what you are doing. You couldn't want any more. Please go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com. There's a reset your mindset right now for you to download and get on track with your mindset. So it helps you shift because everything starts. Mindset is everything. It, everything starts in the mind first and then comes out into reality. So I want you to empower yourself with thinking about a boundary that you may have needed to set that you haven't been setting or a conversation you need to have to empower you to live your life rich from the inside out. Thank you for joining me here on the Millionaire Woman Show. As Mohammed Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And as always, go out and make today great.